Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. The place where we share our success stories. On High Radio, the voice of the next generation. And uh, you're here live with myself and uh, Donnie D. Edison. And we promise every time when we connect, uh, we promise to engage with the Africans that are making change, making impact in their own ways, and that we should all look up to and learn more about. And that is finally happening. It's three minutes after 8 p.m. Uh, from the city of Amsterdam. Damn, damn, damn. I just did that because I pretty much felt like it. Um, Africa on Focus is where uh, we come back every time and we talk about what's going on in our world. We talk about what's going on on the continent and uh, really driving the change that really needs to happen. And we do that on a continuous basis. We have a special guest here on the show who's every time he's at his event, I think from the first time going, he's been here on the show, uh, engaging with us and talking to us, you know, a small, humble radio station uh, like us. And such a man that, you know, networks and all around is quite of a big shots and connecting with the big people and the greats in uh, Ghana. He's spending time with us. And um, we're actually going to talk to him in a bit. But first, I do want to make some announcements and let you know a thing or two. Uh, once we get things started, um, and if you find us on socials, do share us on your Facebook page. Uh, the thing is that, you know, because of the kind of music that we've been playing, um, what can we say? Yes. So Facebook is kind of boycotting us. So people are even telling us that, you know, they're not getting a notification once we get online. So sorry about that. Um, do you go to our normal streaming places, the tuning and, and all of those things? I'm curious. Mr. Slim, do let me know where people are listening from so that we could give them a shout out. Canada has been listed um, among all of the places that our listeners are listening from. So shout out to Canada. And um, we're really looking to engage with more people. I'm your host, Ms. Abba, just like I said. Uh, do find us everywhere where you are. Um, on the Facebook, do reshare. And on the Insta, uh, you might want to go on to the TGDIF underscore two two because uh we might be live on there as well if you missed us uh but anyway um make sure that you share and you share and you spread the word because uh, we're about to have some good conversations all right so uh this is a man that you know uh needs no introduction but i do the introduction myself <laughs> he is a returnee entrepreneur he is the managing director of bridge partners a consultancy firm which bridges the gap between the international and local markets by acting as a local partner and providing market entry and growth solutions. He started his career in Ghana as the country managing director uh, for Jum Jumia Food Ghana, the largest online food delivery service on the African continent. He was able to significantly grow Jumia Food Ghana into a million euro business and is passionate about seeing other ventures grow to achieve the same to the benefit of the local economy. One of his noted initiatives is the Ghanaian Dream, an annual investment forum showing what it truly takes to invest in Ghana, the ins and outs. So for five consecutive years now, he has established this forum between Amsterdam and Accra, one of his major object objective, creating wealth in and for the motherland. Uh, well, his name is Terry Ephraim and we're talking to him. Hello, Terry. <laughs> How are you? God's grace yourself. Good, good, good. Bless. Excellent. Bless, man. They call it blessed, black and highly favored. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All right, all right. Well, good to have you here. How is Amsterdam treating you yes. or Holland? Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been cold. <laughs> starters, but it's been good. It's been good. Are you it's sure? This isn't too cold. Has has snow happened? Donnie, did snow happen this year? Well, no. I think one one or two days, um, but not, not as in uh, that it was really like inches or anything. No. Okay. Literally just fell out of the skies and then... Uh, and then disappeared. That was it. All right. It has been extremely cold, but just no, uh, no snow. Right, right. Yeah. I've concluded that as long as it's not minus 47, we can't complain. Yo, uh, 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 I'll stick to that too. <laughs> okay, so um, how are you really doing? Like, we always ask this, you know, yeah. after pandemic, how are you really doing? Like, uh, really? Uh, 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 uh. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, definitely, it's always good to be back. Um, okay. As as I was, um, I'm, I'm, I'm now in Ghana. Right. I definitely enjoy being back in Amsterdam every now and then. So 
I do enjoy my time in the Netherlands. Yeah, All just right. about you just being here. Little, little things, you know. Um, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I've been good. I've been good, definitely. I always wonder, like people that travel, is there like anything Dutch that you come back for that you're like, <laughs> okay, when I get this, then yeah. I'm back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so there's this thing that I, that I, that I, that I, that I, uh, always say temple maintenance right like keeping the body healthy whatever, whatever okay um so now my temple maintenance maintenance uh, maintenance crew may be angry but uh cops alone definitely <laughs> <laughs> wait what was the origin of cops alone was it turkish or was it from uh, the hague or something like is that is it like Rotterdam, a street mix Rotterdam, yeah, yeah, Rotterdam. Yeah, oh yeah 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 yeah. i remember that yes yeah. and it's kind of like a <laughs> street <laughs> mix yeah that one i haven't discovered it anymore in the world yet mm. right it's just here it's a dutch thing yes yeah yes. okay okay cop salon i was i was thinking he was about to say bro chahaling or something that's not it yeah. that's not it okay well well good to have you back good to have you back with us how was the pandemic reflecting on it one. yeah yeah definitely 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 interesting mm-hmm. as, 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 i mean as you know uh we lost we lost quite a few people um, yep. a great friend of mine a good great great brother of mine um some about the berg um um died in that particular period and another friend of mine another samuel from the uk also died so like a few people around my right um, around me died but um i mean again um we just you know we thank god for still being among the loved and delivering ourselves and um you know the family members around us it could have been it could have been as much as indeed we missed them um i mean we're thankful for the ones that are still around us mm-hmm. and the fact that we still healthy yeah um, Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not easy uh, losing people from this like this two year period, yeah. you know, looking back at um, not just COVID being a part of our lives, but the fact that you can actually lose people. And th- that's that's not to get too much into, but that's probably the hardest part where it COVID has gone mask off and everything. But hey, you lost lives. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the part why I can't let go of the mask yet. Mm. Psychologically saying, no, 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 no. This is bigger than just letting go of yeah. it and everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I so, um, yeah, man. I think I need I need to talk to a therapist about this so that I can <laughs> let go of the mask. Because that box that is hanging in my closet, I'm still buying a new one because yeah. of that. But yeah. yeah. So what are what are some of your reflections in terms of business, in terms of personal? Yeah. After you've gone through this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Truly, truly. I mean, obviously, um, the pandemic has been bad in many ways, but mm-hmm. great in the in the sense that it has um allowed me to readjust my focus to what is really important and what I really want to do. Right. Like, life isn't promised. Kind True. of thing, right? So, and I have a great friend. I mean, you, you know this friend, Bozema, Bozema, Saint John. Um, the one and says, only. Yeah, yeah. That always says something like, um, "Live life urgently," right? In the sense that you have to do everything with particular intention. Right. Right. So every single thing I do and choose to do is something that I'd be doing if it would have been my last moments on earth, kind of thing. Right. It readjusts your focus to doing whatever you think you'd want to do in your last moments if. Your time was limited, which mm-hmm. it actually is. Yeah, so it's been yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Really like readjusting, considering that you do have limited time. Yeah, you know. So you are making wiser decisions in terms of what are you doing with the time that you have, mm-hmm. whether that's going to take you onward thirty yeah. years or you know wherever it might take you. That's quite. That's quite a uh, a step. So uh, did it allow you to make Other decisions with the Terry now make decisions that if you look back, they were like, okay, that would totally not be part of my plan. Do you have anything of that? I mean, I, I've been I've been more selective of um of the, the assignments that we, for example, take on with the company, right? So there's particular things that you maybe previously would have done just for the money, yeah. uh, but then now you're just only doing things for the purpose kind of thing. Right? Yeah. And there's things that you'd have to kind of let go off because you wouldn't want to you always kind of have to go back to okay you know what mm, what's the purpose what do i want to do what mm-hmm. would i do if those this would have been my last what my last month on earth right kind of thing and if it doesn't fit that then you just make sure that you as much as it can be painful right um you just have to be intentionally strong about choosing that which um mm-hmm. you really want to do because time yeah. is not promised yeah it is 
it takes some adjusting. What what has helped you to be able to put that mind state there? We're just going yeah. a bit deep because yeah, yeah, yeah. in our conversations, we like to go into who is the mind behind all of the great things, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. one does. So what has allowed, what has helped you to get into that state of mind? Was it for some people it was fitness, for some it was meditation or talking to specific people, yeah. reflecting? How, how did that bring you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for me, I... um. I'd say that like um, anything, everything I do, obviously, and and I'm not trying to preach or something, but it's to the glory of God, right? Mm -hmm. um, so every single thing I do should be God glorifying, and if I say God glorifying, it should be it should be of a particular impact and stature. It shouldn't just be doing for doing sake. It should actually like make a difference right. in someone's life, kind of thing. Um, and typically, that's like you know um, things that are not always the easiest. Um, however, due to the fact that I do believe that everything I'm doing, I'm doing it for God, I also believe that God would equip me for doing those things, right? So sometimes you kind of plunge into the deep, not knowing necessarily what to do, where to go, et cetera, et cetera, taking particular risks, right? Mm -hmm. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that like, I'm taking more risks, um, knowing that, you know, as, uh, at the moment God puts it in your heart, He mm -hmm. equips you to do it kind of thing. So, yeah. um, and since these things are things that I do know that typically in my own capacity, I wouldn't be able to do so, yeah. I do need, you know, God to, 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 to help me and push me. And the knowing that, like, you know, you're in this thing together with God gives you that rest and that peace that, you know, know that, okay, you know, you gave me the plan. Uh, you got to give me the equipment and um, mm -hmm. yeah, we're doing this together because I can't do it by myself kind of thing. And that's, yeah. that's, that's my rest. Yeah. That's good. That's nice. Um, I'm wondering what is your, what does your morning routine looks like? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mix. It's a mix. I must say that since I came to Netherlands, I haven't really done any workouts proper oh, um, for the past two days. But um, in Ghana, it's always, you know, wake up early, wake up what, or like 5.30, um, pray, um, read my read my scriptures quick. Then there's this thing called take charge, right? So I go to the church called Empowerment Worship Center, and there's this thing called take charge. So every morning six o'clock we pray together, right? Oh. And you kind of take charge of your day. Um, typically by that time I'd also be in the gym, so I'd be listening to take charge and I'd be on a treadmill and doing stuff. my stuff. Um, and then by seven ish I'd be out of the gym, go back home, shower, and, and get ready for the day and get to the office. Yeah. That's a good. We we were talking about morning routines, right? Yeah. Do you snooze? <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> I mean, you know what? The, the the thing about the snoozing is, um, I think this take charge thing has really helped me. This was introduced in a pandemic, right? Um, to get the whole church to to be praying, and um, since you don't want to miss take charge. It's like a thing. Everyone and anyone is doing it. Kind of, you, you're on the thing. You're doing it together. So six o'clock is your cutoff. Even if you snooze between five thirty and six, you, have you know to, for yeah. sure six by six you're up, yeah. and you have to you know be at the gym and like otherwise your whole routine messes yeah. up. Yeah. And I also have always have the feeling that like I'm I would say I'm an early as like a morning person if that's even a thing. Um, and good, man. If, I admire I, you. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Somebody somehow because normally I know you know as well as I know that Ghana is a, is a very interesting place, yeah. beautiful place, but a place where um time is some um, fast spent, as they always say, right? Mm -hmm. So you'd have to kind of find a way to get more time left exactly. and right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Ghanaians are Actually, like morning early. persons, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right, we early. wake up early, yeah. early, early, right, and then just like. Yeah, do her stuff. So, um, yeah, it's really helped me. But you, what I've noticed is, so, for instance, you have the, the 6 a.m. thing, right? Yeah. This, I'm having something that <laughs> is, let's say, inclusive with other people, actually makes it more, um, whereas you have to be there. Yeah. You have to be present. Yeah. Right? So, um, imagine if you would have, Let's say a gym buddy, and it's yo. We're going to the um, to the gym at six a.m. every yeah. morning. Uh, accountability. He makes it, exactly. He's going to hold you accountable. Yeah. So yeah. somehow I feel like this this prayer meeting, the take charge, it's good. It's actually the thing that it's is amazing. holding you and um, yeah. um, each other accountable yeah. for waking up and being there on time. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. been good. It's it been is. very good. It's been very good. Very good, man. Yeah. Harder than if you if you were to do it. By yourself. Definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, that um, that is what a lot of people talk about, right? When they do things together in a group setting or let's say with a friend or anything. So I think psychologically and everything, it helps you connect and just get on with things. That's a tip. Yeah. I already have I've gotten a takeaway. That's a from, tip to fight this news? <laughs> no, yeah, to fight this news. <laughs> I'm going to hit up some of my friends. Yo, yo every morning, That's 7 true. o'clock. That's going true. to the gym and you guys call me i'm going to call you to see if you are awake or not that's i it. think that yeah. will definitely help me look look at you eight times a week all right <laughs> let's <laughs> let's listen to some music we'll be right back we're going to listen to man uh shout out to the lovely asa collaborating on their record with a whiz kid called idg and if you don't know no asa then shame on you asa is like legendary true artist from Nigeria, you know, the type of artists that can pick up an instrument and can play anything. Like, they are creatively weird, different. Man, you should, her latest album, man, I still have to listen to it. <laughs> but what I heard from it, it was so good. It was so good. So, uh, man, that was from her latest album, and that record is called IDG. Welcome back to uh, Africa Unfocused. You're here with myself and Donnie Addison. We are talking about a very interesting topic relating to investing in Ghana. And none other than uh, Terry Afram, uh, who is here with us to talk about that. Uh, alongside his forthcoming event, The Ghanaian Dream, an annual investment forum showing what it truly takes to invest in Ghana. And like I mentioned earlier, for five consecutive years, he has established this forum between Amsterdam and Accra. One of his major objectives is creating wealth in and for the motherland. And he does it in very interactive ways. I mean, how many times have young people from the diaspora come together to meet where it's not a talk about politics, where it's not a talk about oil and gas, because those are a lot of major things, right, that are talked about when it comes to investing in Ghana. Kind of, um, what is the opposite of low-hanging fruit? There is some word for it. I don't know. But the opposite of low-hanging fruit, um, that is normally what it is. But he really brings a change in that. And he's been doing that for many, many times. Now, for the third time, he is doing that in Amsterdam, having to talk with uh, the movers and the shakers from different industries to talk about what it means to invest in Ghana, the returns, the struggles, and everything that is in between. We're talking about, you know... Uh, some some personal things, his morning routine, how he has been able to reflect on the pandemic and uh, what kind of impact that it has had on an entrepreneur like himself. Moving on, uh, let's talk business. Uh, the Ghanaian dream. Oh, man. Uh, I know that Donnie, he even said, Mister, I got tons of questions yeah. <laughs> to list. Man, uh, take, take it away, Donnie. Well, so <laughs> thank you. Um, brother Terry, let's see. The, is this the second edition? No, no, this is the fifth, the fifth annual edition. Yeah. Wow. Um, when was the first one? 2018. Yeah, in Amsterdam. In Rotterdam. No, Amsterdam. In Amsterdam. Yes, yes. Because I've been to one of them. I think. Where you mentioned where you had to pee. Yeah. Was it the 2018 or 2019? 19. 19. Yeah. No, it was uh, 2019. Yeah. Right. And since then, where has it been? Because. Yeah. I haven't heard of any the Ghanaian dream here in the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, indeed, the, the first two events were in Amsterdam, uh, and the third one was in Ghana. Right. So the third one we did with um, um, Nana Komabidiako, the real estate tycoon, mm-hmm. um, which was in Ghana. And this was during the uh, pandemic. Um, and then the, the last year's one was also in Ghana um, at the Moving Pick. Um, so the last two events have been in Ghana. That's why. Okay. So that's that's how I've missed I missed the lineup. I was like, wait. If this is the fifth one, where were the other, the other two or three? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. What, what is the, the urge for this, this Ghanaian dream yeah. here in Amsterdam and not, and not Ghana again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say, you know what? We, we, we started this event in the Netherlands, right? And this event was, um, I mean, established to, you know, inspire but also educate um, the diaspora on what it's like to move back to Ghana to do business and to invest um and so we're basically back where we began um and we've been getting a lot of messages also in the dms and you know also out of the dms um on when we're doing these events in ghana it's in amsterdam again yeah um and so i mean i had to be anyways i figured this is a good time to bring everything together and uh inspire my fellow diasporans yeah i was thinking the the timing yeah how how did you guys timed it 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 seems almost perfect yeah. Like 
Travel restrictions. Everything is going to bump. Ghanaian dream. Was it? Did you guys sign it or? God's grace. God's grace. Yeah. Truly, truly. So we wanted to do it earlier, but then obviously like the restrictions were there. So as soon as the restrictions were lifted, that's where we, you know, kind of. Um, gave each other the green yeah, but lights. It's, it's yeah. been like a, a month since they started lifting restrictions yeah. left and right. Yeah. yeah. So we've been on the ball, truly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that for me, for me, I was like, wait, there's a Ghanaian dream. How did they, how did they know it's <laughs> no mass, this and that, uh, you know? Yeah. But Being I mean, strategic. Like uh, he mentioned that, how he's now very strategic <laughs> and purposeful uh, about uh, what he does. So. I mean, so so this is the manifestation of uh, of uh, yeah his his strategic uh, 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 meaning of life. That's that's great. The lineup. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, the Ghanaian Dream always hosts a, 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 a section of um, of influential speakers from both the public and the private sector. Um, so hold this that year one. No, no, no. Hold, hold it, hold it, hold it. That that needs to be for last. Mm. Please, please, please. Just take uh, us back, because because. <laughs> <laughs> By the by the way, so if if you did not know, um, you've you've been here I think three times or something like that. Yeah. The the conversation that we had with you the previous month on the Ghanaian Dream was actually one of our best played podcast episodes. Oh, so wow. that's a good one. People are looking for you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and crazy. for those who don't know why the Ghanaian Dream and what is it in essence, yeah. just a bit of repetition. Yeah, excellent. So the Ghanaian Dream is an annual event um, that we organize to inspire, educate, and facilitate more diaspora investments mm -hmm. um, in the motherland, all right? I've been there for a few years. Um, it's a beautiful country with beautiful opportunities. Of course, it has its challenges, yeah. but I always believe that, um, you know, uh, if you prepare people, mm -hmm. it's much easier to, to, to become successful in a particular jurisdiction or yeah. a particular act activity. Yeah. So this is literally to um, get people to get the right kind of knowledge to consider at least, right? And it's not even about like move to Ghana, move to Ghana, move to Ghana, right? It's rather like consider in what way you think you could be economically active in some way yeah. in, at some day, right? Because I never, I never truly, truly planned moving to Ghana. I positioned myself. You didn't. Are you right? sure? Because yeah, 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 I think, yeah, yeah. I think no, the I last didn't. time you teased the video where you talked in an interview and you yeah. said, you kind of like, you didn't say you were, but yeah. you would probably. Exactly. So what, what was up yeah. with that? So yes, so that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I positioned myself, but I never planned it. All right. Okay. So as much as I had the feeling in my heart that one day, one day I'll mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. I made sure that I, you know, connected with the right kind of people that actually had made a move. People like Sam Avateberg, other diasporans that had made a move. Yeah. Uh, they were doing business, other businessmen and women that were active um, in the motherland. Mm -hmm. Um. And, you know, they always say, what well, opportunity has to meet preparation, right? So I was prepared kind of thing. And I an opportunity it. came. And that's where, you know, both were married and I got to Ghana. But I never really planned it out. as like, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Back then, I was, I, was, I was still an investment banker. And my oh, idea yeah. was to be with that investment bank, with Goldman Sachs. And to do that? To like be for life. there for a few years. Not even like, I, my plan for back then was Goldman Sachs a few years maybe six years by that time I'd be right. a VP or like uh, not even a VP like I think like an executive director earning mm -hmm. an X, X amount and then exits go into private equity do that for a few years and then start my own business in Ghana but then right. somehow, somehow I, I, I positioned myself by you know being in the right kind of circles opportunities mm -hmm. came and then um, that's how I got to Ghana yeah that's also quite an indirect message. You position yourself, you prepare, yeah. you make sure you're visible for the right people. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that, that's also one of the reasons why we have the Ghanaian dream, right? So we bring together, um, mm -hmm. you know, influential people from both the public sector and, and private sector. Right. From the motherland, such that, you know, you can connect and it makes it much easier to mm -hmm. actually become economically relevant. Yeah. Gotcha. To, to, if I hear it right, to connect with other dreamers or that have an idea to, to, to move on either the feeling that they have or the urge to, to move back. Yeah, both. So, yeah, so both both dreamers, but also, like, the actual um, movers and shakers on the ground, right? So right. people from government, but also people from the, the, the private sector that are successful. Mm -hmm. They can show you the way or they can partner with you. Kind right. of thing, or they might need you, you know, yeah. in terms of, like, their, their, their businesses. Yeah. Okay. Sounds nice. So fifth edition, what are some of the, 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 the kind of topics that you had or the kind of people that you have, that you have hosted? 
Um, yeah, so we have hosted quite a few people. So Samuel Samavatenberg, um, that's been a great brother of mine. Um, he's been my main inspiration. He's been the guy that really, literally helped me settle properly in Ghana. Right. Um, it's chaos, right? Yes, it's 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 a very very interesting place to be. Yes, <laughs> to quote unquote, very interesting. Yes, so we've had him. We've had um, people like David Coleman. We have people like um, Nana Kwame Bediako, right? Mm -hmm. The real estate tycoon. We've had people like Lucy Quist, uh, John Kuma, uh, who is the the current um, uh, deputy finance minister. We have mm -hmm. uh, people like Alassane Andani, CEO of Systemic Bank Ghana back then. Um, we've had well, Bozuma St. John, um, the chief marketing officer for Netflix. We've had people like Small God, like all sorts of people that are actively right. and successfully present on the continent. Yeah. yeah. So are these also people that um, people from the diaspora don't know that they're doing as good? Do you do you notice anything of that? Do, do people know who these people are? Um, it's a mix. So okay. obviously, like, there's there's some names that that, pe that people kind of know, right? Um, yeah. Freedom Jacob season and the comedy. Okay, everyone kind of knows him, right? Kind right. of thing. Um, but there's also others that might not necessarily be as um, as well known in terms of the names, yeah. but are doing great stuff. Um, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's good to have a mix, right? Sometimes yeah. people can relate much much better to others that might not necessarily be seen as, as what mm -hmm. celebrities or like renowned figures, yeah. right? It makes it easy for someone to relate and to actually think that they can do the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Very necessary. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Mm. So uh, we're now out of the pandemic, sort of. Um, would you think people would be looking for greener pastures in Ghana at this moment based on what you're, the feedback that you're getting? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it has already started, hey? Mm -hmm. I've been in Ghana for for uh, for quite a few uh, quite a few years, but literally in this last year, I've seen I've seen an increase in like the diasporans in my own you know circles that have come to basically test the waters, right? So because of this um, work from home privilege that a lot of people have, they chose to work from Ghana, right? To kind of see what it was like to actually move and live in Ghana. Um, and to be, you know, working on the 34 degrees Celsius rather yeah. than 4 degrees Celsius yeah. kind of thing. Where right? shops are closed exactly. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ghana, Ghana, truly is vibes. Like, well, Ghana, Ghana, Ghana is actually <laughs> sweet, truly. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So do you, did, you, did you notice, what kind of changes did you notice from people that were coming back under those circumstances, circumstances being privileged to work remote? What are some of the... the highlights that you've noticed are people really settling or is it just okay i've been here for a year but i have to go back how does that look like yeah yeah so it's it's a mix right so there's those that indeed just have their jobs and um they have to move back or be back but yeah. especially people that i actually know like a good a good friend of mine from the uk actually moved there with his family all right and he's still working remotely um but his wife like he actually helped his wife set up a shop in Ghana. So they live in Ghana now. They, their kids are going to school and everything. Yeah. Um, he's still working in the UK, mm -hmm. but they have shifted their family and their life to Ghana Look at the at moment. That. You know, and also looking at doing something on the side. There's others that basically quit their jobs outside when they saw that they you know, they could do some things in Ghana. Yeah. And actually doing their own stuff now. So it, it really depends on like the situation mm -hmm. that the people are or like the people are in. Yeah. Gotcha. But it's like, what, what is the what are the things people are looking for that would bring or take their interest to to Ghana? Because if anything, this pandemic has actually showed us that unless you are in a, in a country with a, a system that supports you when you have like no job or when mm. the economy is you know yeah. shaking a bit, um, you're pretty much lost. On your own kind of thing, yeah. I mean, I'd say... Um, the way I experienced the handling of the pandemic in Ghana is that obviously like in the beginning we had a strong lockdown. However, yep. after um, a pretty short time, everything was opened and everything was managed under particular COVID measures, right? Yep. So there was a particular s sense of freedom, um, but particular measures were also effective such that you, don't, you didn't feel unsafe going outside, right? Mm -hmm. Um, going to the shops, like anyone, everyone mm -hmm. had like a, a this thing called a Veronica bucket, so you could wash your hands. Anyone, everyone had had to put on their face mask, yeah. and you know, so everyone is kind of finding ways and means of, um, you right. know, um, not 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 being affected by this in a in a negative manner. Um, so as much as indeed Ghana is a place where 
um, there's not too many people that could fall back on on public services. Right. People were still free enough to still trade and do whatever they had to do at some point, right? So there was still a particular sense of freedom in Ghana. Yeah. Which is something you didn't have here. Which was not present in, in the Netherlands. Um, and I think, I think many people, many people from the diaspora actually flew to Ghana because of that sense of freedom. Well, yeah, they, they, they did. But I, I did notice it's mostly those who, let's say, still had a job. Yeah. Or, you know, they could do something online. They were like, okay, I'm not going to stay here due to the lockdown. Yeah. Because literally my freedom is taken away from me. Yeah. So I'm going I'm going to go there. Yeah. And stay there till let's say the lockdown is um uh, over. Yeah. And then come back. But I'm I'm still wondering for those let's say those who have been here um with without the having the um let's say the luxury or opportunity to even um su- sustain themselves over here, is it still interesting for them to look at opportunities in Ghana, I mean, definitely. And, and where where are the are those interests? Definitely, definitely. I'd say you know the thing about Ghana, um, there's many opportunities, but it's not easy, right? Um, and our our how do you call it? Our our message is not come to Ghana, come to Ghana, come to Ghana. That's that's right. that's not our message, right? Our message is consider Ghana, Cons- right? Oh, right? And um, there is. Of course, there's so many opportunities, but it comes with like a lot of challenges as well. And again, Ghana is not for everyone. However, Ghana is definitely for everyone to consider. And there's also a lot of people that don't live in Ghana that are actually active in Ghana or active for Ghana. Um, so I'd say that everyone has to at least kind of um, find a way to give Ghana a chance in terms of like thinking about it. And again, don't get me wrong. It's not about like moving to Ghana. There's other people that are not living in Ghana that are making great impact for Ghana, mm-hmm. right? Um, so indeed, everyone has to kind of look at their own situation and see to what extent they would be able to become economically relevant. And it could be from Ghana, but it could also be from the diaspora, right? Importing particular stuff or sending particular stuff or, you know, so everyone's situation is different and everyone kind of has to kind of see what works for them. Um, and everyone obviously also has their own interests. So I, there is no one size fits all approach right everyone kind of knows how they'd want to um how to position themselves in their lives and like how ghana could play a role and such so i see that's that's where the ghanaian dream really comes in handy yes as in that's what it is for you have an interest or you don't even know what you what the um capabilities are yeah. but this is what we have to present to you or yeah. these are the possibilities and consider yeah. um consider Ghana definitely and and again also like obviously I, I think the only way to really say something about wanting to move to Ghana yes or no is by actually spending some time in Ghana right that's yeah. that's that's the ultimate right mm-hmm. so we're actually also giving away a ticket as in during the Ghanaian dream as we always do okay, okay. um a free ticket to Ghana right um such that people can actually come in cool. you know see what it's actually for them um try some little things i always say try something out try something out if you have an idea try something out do <clears> it on a you know on a smaller scale and see whether it's something you'd want to kind of pursue um and so the Ghanaian team would allow you to make the right kind of connections um and get the right kind of knowledge to make that um decision and to kind of test the waters um and then and then again also the last thing i i'd want to say you know, they say your network is your net worth. Um, right. And I think that the whole street for Ghana to a much larger extent, right? You definitely need to kind of, you know, be, con- well, how should I put it? Yes, you need to be connected in a particular way to get things moving at a particular pace, right? right? Um, and so that's one of the things the Ghanaian dream helps with, right? To get connected to people that you, would, you wouldn't otherwise um, be able to connect to as easily. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Well, um, we are talking to Terry Afram. For those of you who are listening, I'm getting super funny comments. I'm going to save it for last. <laughs> you you guys are getting fans. <laughs> but anyway, um, we have some shout outs to give to people in UK, um, United States, uh, Canada. I'm just getting the numbers uh, about 
Today, it's about 70% listeners from UK. I don't know what happened to Canada people, but uh, shout out to you for, for listening to Africa on Focus here, where we share our success stories. Uh, we're talking to Terry Afram and almost rounding our conversation up to talk some more about his event coming Friday in the city of Amsterdam. So this means who is on mainland Europe or maybe um, are you residing in UK? You could simply, you know, pass by because it's going to be quite interesting. And I just said, you know, hold up with announcing the lineup because it's the best should be safe for last uh, absolutely so uh, wherever you are if you happen to stumble upon us on socials if you do find us on Facebook which is a miracle because Facebook does not like us so much uh, do share it on your wall so that you can uh, spread the word actually around uh, on uh, about the Ghanaian dream and Terry Afram and so much more. Let's just listen to a music, a small, small. We'll be right back uh, to talk some more and uh, then we'll be rounding off our conversation with uh, Terry Afram. So if you have questions, you might want to drop it in a comment box uh, so that we could share. Shout out to Obapa Dufier for, uh, for your sweet comment. I am going to share it with him uh, in a bit. Um, and also GH Kings, who's also mentioning that, you know, he's heard a thing or two about our special guest and, uh, he's actually happy with seeing him on the show. Let's listen to, uh, Kwabna Kwabna with his record called Kwadede and we'll be right back. All right. So, uh, shout out to, uh, Kwabna Kwabna with that record. Um, I, 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 you know, Listen, I, I listen to music like on loud. Like I am extra when it comes to my music in my car. My mom always says, listen, <laughs> you and your, your volume, if it was my car, I would take the car from you just because of the volume. And these are one of the records I spin. Shout out to Kwabana Kwabana for keeping good music alive. Um, man, uh, we're back here at um, Africa on Focus. Africa on Focus is the place where we share our success stories. Uh, myself and Donnie, we do our best to interact with people all over the world, African people, global Africans, as I call them, um, really talking about how they impact their environment and all of that in between. So today we have a very special guest, uh, Terry Afram, who's chilling with us, almost rounding up so that we can let him go because we're taking his evening. This is a busy businessman and all of that. He got things to do. Um, and we've been talking about, you know, what gets him started and, of course, his forthcoming event called The Ghanaian Dream, an annual investment forum for those who seek to invest in Ghana and both people from the continent and all around the world. So this is really an event to bring people together. And it's happening again in Amsterdam for its third time uh, out of the five times in a row that he's been organizing it um, right in, is it almost a city center? It's like, let's just say it, right in the middle of Amsterdam. I don't know. It just sounds a bit more, you know, better. <laughs> and um, really to talk about what this Ghanaian dream means, because there's also some downsides to it. Before we talk a bit about the downsides, the lineup and all of the special things that entail, with this special event, you're getting a shout out from Obapa Dufier, who is actually saying, Miss, I love the sound of his voice. It's so sexy. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> shout out to uh, GH Kings, who's saying, Miss, I know this guy and I've heard a lot about him. It's great seeing him on your show. Well, thank you, GH Kings. And also, One God and Don is saying there are so many opportunities in Ghana, Miss. I wonder why people from outside think only about the fun part. That is also one that people should regard. Um, and true life in Ghana is not easy, but I moved here in 2010 and now I'm doing good and great here back home. One God, we should connect. We didn't even know this. Uh, you are one of our frequent listeners and I had no idea you are a returnee. Send me a DM or send it to high radio so that I can pick up on that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, speaking of that, you know, Ghana and its opportunities, from traditionally it being, you know, build a house, because that's what we know from our parents. Um, my dad, uh, for instance, he used to be in farming. You know, it's like an inherited business. So that is kind of the traditionally traditional businesses that we know and everything. Um, we know those that, you know, study abroad, return. What are some of the investment opportunities and what are some truths about the Ghanaian dream that people tend to overlook and all of these things? Yeah. Yeah, no, excellent day. I, um, I mean, it's, it's many, definitely yeah. uncountable, uncountable. Um, however, I'd say, um, you know, I'm, I'm always uh, an advocate of, uh, of, of, of indeed investing into real estate, right? Investing right. in real estate. Um, however, um, for the right reasons, right? So as you rightly said, you know, many of, um, 
you know the the earlier generations mm-hmm. basically just you know push push this to to, yeah. to buy a house build a house kind of thing right um yeah um but i would want to add you know don't just build a house for building sake right um if you know that you're not going to live in ghana for quite a while but build or buy to right. rent out right so your objective should be different mm-hmm. kind of thing you know you're building or yeah. you're buying to to rent it out and to make money off it mm-hmm. whilst you're not in ghana kind of thing right so real estate is definitely something that i um i'm an advocate of right okay. um, it's pretty stable um and it just makes sense to put money into real estate there's a you know mm-hmm. a huge housing deficit in ghana people are looking for houses to stay in yeah um and it makes it also easy for yourself you want to you know if you want to move to ghana or if you want to move to Ghana at some point, you know, to have something. Got you. Um, and then agriculture, you mentioned agriculture, you know, 60% of the world's arable land is in Africa. People eat, people will continue to eat, you know, during the pandemic, people ate, before the pandemic, people ate, after the pandemic, mm-hmm. people eat, yeah. kind of thing, right? So, um, and there's, you know, a huge population increase on the continent. And then there's this thing called, the, you know, the African Continental Free Trade Agreement, which means that it, it's going to be easier for African countries to be tra- trading amongst each other, right? And at the moment, things like 1.2 billion Africans, which is supposed to double in plus minus what, 20 years, 30 years, I mean, yeah. 30 years, about, by 2050, um, population is about to double, which means right. that there's more mouths to be fed. Um, and then with this African Continental Free Trade Agreement, on the continent, you can, you know, you have a huge market, um, but even outside of the continent, right? People are looking for, you know, the organic food and like the superfood, and we have many of those sure. in on the continent, right? So that's another thing. I mean, yeah. there's so many things. Truly, really. I always say it's not rather it's not about like what someone does and is successful in, right? You just you just have to look at what you're what you're passionate about, and if you do that well, you'll definitely be successful. You can bring almost anything if it's in the right context, and um, basically um, meeting local needs. Um, and be successful in it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And um, what do you say to people who say, you know what, it's it's really hard in Ghana? What do you say to it, that? It's, response? They were 100% right. <laughs> okay. 1,000% right. Ghana is not an easy place. Definitely right. not. It's a beautiful place, right? Mm-hmm. With beautiful opportunities, but it's not an easy place. Um, and also, that's one of the reasons why we have the Ghanaian dream, for you to be prepared to see, you know. Um, I always say, and this is a bit of a random um an analogy but like let's say a boxer right a boxer gets hit with i don't know yeah. how many miles an hour he get punched he gets punches punch after punch yeah um but he can actually take them if he doesn't prepare for those punches or if mm-hmm. he doesn't expect those punches yeah. those punches can be fatal and it's the same thing with anything in life right if you know that something is going to come it's much mm-hmm. easier to deal with those things so mm-hmm. um gone is a hard place i ain't gonna lie definitely god is a hard place but it's a beautiful place right it has many risks but also high rewards and you know great impact and everything you're building is um you know so much more impactful than if you would build it for example in the west i believe that's that's what i believe you know so it comes with um purpose but it comes with also you know the the Got you. Okay, okay. (laughs) Punchlines. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, so let's talk about this event. Man, your your question, man. That question that you were about to hit at first. Um lineup. I'm interested in the lineup. Like who is going to appear (laughs) this time? Because last time I saw a video, um, there was a video of a former president, um John uh Jakum Kufo, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I my first question is who's coming this time and i also <laughs> met lucy chris who was there yeah. um boosie who... you, you got the book right at that at that time yep okay. i read the book um, um boosie who we also um afterward had on the on the show for uh, for one-on-one um she was at uber yeah. um, back then we talked about uh inclusion and, and all of that so i mean there were these these great people on the panel last time so that's why that's my first question <laughs> what's the lineup uh, uh, uh. yeah no, so you have a great mix of uh, both public sector and private sector leaders right so from the public sector we have um the deputy finance minister john kuma which okay. was coming. he was there last he year was there in 2019 right. as well. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but he so he leveled up in terms of his, his position so he's now <laughs> actually you know um basically managing the state coffers right um so you can ask him anything about the economy and like basically the financial part of uh okay. of managing ghana um then there is um um there is uh nana dufi ado 
um, who is the chief operating officer of um, the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, right? So the Ghana Investment Promotion Center is an office under the, the presidency that basically has the mandates to get foreign investments into Ghana, right? Oh. So they know everything about the different industries where the opportunities are, um, and it's basically the the go-to office if you want to invest in Ghana. So they're going to be here. Um, so they're like a main partner also on this uh, on this on this edition. There is um, um, Nadia Dongo Musa, who is the, the director, the deputy director for um, the Diaspora Affairs Office of the President. So again, an office of the president that is basically um, um, put in place to help diasporans, mm -hmm. um, you know, move back and also be active mm -hmm. on the continent. Um, then there's Don Seder, our own Don Seder, um, member of parliament, also of Ghanaian descent, yeah, yeah. to give us um, his oh, Dutch is of, perspective. Is he of Ghanaian descent? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, wow! Yeah, yeah. I thought Surinamese. Both, both okay. Ghanaian and Surinamese. I see. Yeah. He's, he's rapping two sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's the ambassador, uh, ambassador, ambassador Kotia, um, or his deputy, uh, Mr. Idris. Then there on the private sector side, we have um, the CEO of Remotely, Samuel Brooksworth, doing an doing amazing job. Um, and he has literally started a company and in a short period has made great impact. It basically helps Ghanaians get jobs all over the world, right? Okay. He started an office and his office doing, is doing amazingly well. And he, you know, he also expanded into other countries. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he's from the UK, right? Um, so he's coming. Then we have Lorraine Wright. Lorraine Wright is the chief side hustler. She has, I don't know how many businesses. And is doing an amazing, amazing <laughs> job. Um and you know got the MBE title so you, you basically you just like women who are on you like women who are on their business he right. this guy mm. he's a fan of women that are like oh then you'll definitely be a fan of Lorraine Lorraine is doing an amazing job um so she has different businesses she has a you know a nail a nail shop in Ghana and there's a thousand and one things but she she comes in a capacity of um, the head of sales for Grow for Me Grow for Me is an agricultural company so she can tell you anything we, everything we, we interviewed someone from Grow for Me remember that. Like crowdfunding platform, but then not crowdfunding. Like if you want to invest oh, in agriculture, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, basically. So anyone wanting to invest into um into yeah. uh, um agriculture can indeed um, ask her questions. Um, then obviously there's there's myself and um I might be forgetting forgetting one or two people, but um yeah, there's oh, a this, huge, this line huge line lineup sounds yeah. packed. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. People yeah. better be on time. Yeah. Yeah, People yeah. and then oh yeah, there's also if we sort of gold key, there's gold key, gold key properties who's also a partner yeah. with us, right? So if want, if people want to invest in real estate in Ghana, gold key has proven to always be a great partner. Um, truly, truly, and I'm not saying this for partnership sake, but truly, gold key is the company that builds, and even before it's built, it's like sold out kind of thing, right? Wow. Um, and they have great relations. So like, if you buy, you also you're pretty sure that you're going to have like renters as well. Um, and so they're going to be there as well. Uh, the thing with, with real estate is, I feel like other people are profiting from the real estate business in Ghana more than Ghanaians themselves, like than the Ghanaians in the diaspora. That is, a, that is, is, that, a, is, that, is, is that true? And that's why we have the Ghanaian dream, literally, truly, 100%. 100%. That's why you should be 100%, there. 100%, 100%. Because in, indeed, I mean, it just makes sense to own real estate in Ghana. I mean, I see a lot of diasporans um in the sem and it's great to see all these diasporans in in the country struggling to find a place to, to stay exactly right? it's tough to find a place and um you can be on the what on the i, do, I don't want to call it the winning side but like <laughs> yeah. you can it. be on the side <laughs> where, like, really raking in the money it's truly truly yeah rather <laughs> than for you to you know be there and put down 3k 5k for a few weeks you can be the one receiving that kind of money um yeah. on a yearly basis right so uh yeah yeah, yeah. i i All definitely right. say you know give it a chance find a way connect learn and then make your decisions yeah right. and and then with, with the with the Ghanaian dream because um one thing i also i found myself it, it um, in with was after the the event of course um, um contact then you know you can't if you really are about that you can really build that network, right? Yeah. But then I was asking to myself, I said, okay, how can I make the most out of this event yeah. myself? Yeah. And I didn't like really get any guidance or anything. Yeah. 
so i feel like if i ask you how can someone yeah who has like okay the ghanian dream is something that um sounds to like good to to me i want to find out more yeah after that we're like what what is the the preparation that this person can undertake to yeah. get the most out of the ghanian dream great great question um so definitely when you come to the Ghanaian dream, come prepared. It's in a come with like a notebook kind of thing, right? As in like make sure that you make your notes. Uh, make sure that you also have your business card, right, ready. And if you don't have your business card, make sure that you have a way to connect with others. Because in the end, you know, um, it's a great platform to connect with people that you otherwise wouldn't be able to connect with as easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from then onwards, definitely connect with those people, right? Find like make it a point to actually follow up with these people. And again, like everyone is busy, all right? So I, I always say, find a way to connect efficiently. Make it, make it easy for the other person to connect with you, all right? And also, um, and this is, this, is, this is just another tip, like make it, make it easy and don't um, give up again, right? Because everyone, like truly, truly, these people that come, they're busy, yeah. right? <laughs> truly, truly busy. And well, I mean... Anyway, how, how, how hard is it to uh, get in touch with you? Uh, 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 I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to go there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, no, no. Again, we have a we have a we have a company email. So if you you know send an email to the company email, there's always always someone that would like. See, respond. then they then they yeah, redirect yeah, yeah, yeah. you to their secretaries no, no. and uh, the administrators uh, uh, and their uh, 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 inbox. Oh and, you know? no, 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 truly, truly. I mean, if if I give you my my my. Uh, my my <laughs> contact details <laughs> it's easy to like, actually like properly you know reach me so if i give you my number if yeah. I, or if i give you my email address um you should be able to to to, to reach me definitely and it's always good to kind of you know have a call rather than i'm not a big texter so mm-hmm. so a quick call an email would always do yeah okay so so the thing is uh, one come prepared um have your um let's say be visible yeah um to Make sure you get in touch with those that you want to get in touch with at the event, yeah. um, right? So create that network and also after that, three, sustain yeah. that um, that um, contact or yeah. that network that you've created. Yeah, truly, truly. And I think that's the most important thing, right? The people, the people that you, you know, stand to meet. Um, and those are people that may be established, but also people that are not necessarily established, right? Because right. you, you tend to meet people that are like-minded. Anyone and everyone that's there is ambitious. Anyone that's there wants to look for ways and means of doing something mm-hmm. in the motherland someday, right? So it may, may be that it might not even be now or next year, but how about in two years, three years? Right? Yeah. There's connections that I made years and years ago that still serve me well in terms of like the things that I do and vice versa kind of thing, right? Even the fact even the fact that I got to Ghana was through my network, truly. Because I never planned it. But then someone knew about me, knew what was what I was doing, and then an opportunity came and that's how I got the opportunity to come to Ghana. So it's always, you know, being connected. That's also one way in terms of like what I said in the beginning, positioning yourself, right? To learn but also to, you know, be connected and be in the circles where you'd um want to be if you aspire to be somewhere it makes sense to be close to those that are already there kind of thing right yeah. right right very good on that note we're just gonna round up with miss afra because um we've gone we've talked so we much which was good conversation i know we we always find it difficult right to keep interviews within the 45 minutes what we aim for but that means that we're doing something good so that is really what it is um, almost rounding up our talk with Mr. Afram on investing in Ghana and his forthcoming event taking place in uh, in Amsterdam. Um, just to share the details, uh, Slim, our producer, will also be sharing it. Uh, the Ghanaian Dream a Diaspora Investment Forum taking place at Atrium Meeting Center uh, in Amsterdam South. And the time of it is 6 p.m. Uh, to 10. And, of course, the host is Terry Afram. He has a lot of supporters collaborators and everything is an initiative of uh, british partners which is his company uh, a partnership with ghana investment promotion center the embassy of ghana the hague a gold key rich soil beyond the return and diaspora affairs among many others um all right so terry could you just tease people with uh why they should come how can they find you where can they find tickets etc yeah 
Excellent, excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. So to, to 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 answer the first question, come come to learn, come right. to get educated, come to be inspired, come to connect with the right kind of people, come to connect with um you know the the, the ones that are there and the ones that want to be there. Yeah. Um. Also, come to to win a free ticket, right? So we can't just give you all the knowledge and all the inspiration and not allow you to actually come mm-hmm. in, you know, put it to work. Yeah. So as we do every single year, we're giving away a free KLM ticket. Um, to one lucky winner in the audience, um, for them to be able to come to Ghana. Okay. Um, okay. Look at that. At our expense, yes. Um, so they can find us on on www.tgdif.com, mm-hmm. um, and they can get their tickets on www.tgdif.com/slash um, tickets. Right. Or uh, tgdif. 22.eventbride.nl Okay. Um, and they can reach us through either info, so I-N-F-O at T-G-D-I-F.com or uh, com, C-O-M-M mm-hmm. at T-G-D-I-F.com okay. or info at from which is my full name, Okay. Yes. Look at that. Yes, Look at yes, that. Yes, 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 um, yes. Shout out to all of our listeners who interacted with us and uh, giving, you know, Terry uh, all of the good love. Uh, also, a shout out to DJ Marcus An- Marcus Ancasa, who's saying, <laughs> watching from Germany, miss. Such a great show this uh, evening. And thank you for this educative show. Thanks to your guests uh, receiving a lot of love. Kweku Nesta is asking where it is. Well, it's held in Amsterdam, uh, south at Atrium. Who else? Uh, also, John Royal, CEO, who's saying so true Ghana has more opportunities. I went there last year. Trust me, I am dying to stay there. People just focus on Accra and Kumasi without thinking on things to do at our villages at rural areas. All right. On that note, question of the week. Uh, what is what is the alternative for Oiling. Was it what? What was the question of the week? Your what is your alternative if the fuel prices keep going up? And wasn't there a multiple choice to it? Well, yeah, there was a multiple choice, but <laughs> it I funny. preferred it to be an open question. So, All right. you know, come up with your own uh, solution to. We're putting you on blast. We're putting you on blast. What is your solution? <laughs> what is your alternative? <laughs> what is my alternative? It's a tough one. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I mean, cause I mean, I live in Ghana, and in Ghana, like, yeah. if I if I would have been in the Netherlands, I'd say I'll take the bike. But in Ghana, he's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a tough one. That's gonna be a oh, tough one. Man. But I think, I think, I think, I think <laughs> that's always a way. <laughs> that's always a way. That's always a way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure. I'm he sure. would go with a smaller car. I think. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like a more fuel, fuel, fuel efficient car. He'll yeah, park yeah, yeah. the SUV, the the V8 somewhere, and then take the the smaller Corolla. Or something. No, definitely. You have to be smart. You have to be smart about things. Yes. How do you like to commute? Um, commute uh, in Ghana. Do you are you are you a private um, driver type of person or like the the Uber type? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've done it all. I've done it all. I've done it all. I I started when I when I just got to Ghana. I was doing a lot of Uber. No, when I got to Ghana, the first time, there was taxis. Then I used to do Uber. Then at some point, like a driver, but a driver, I don't know, I feel less mobile or something. So I just drive myself. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 More entrepreneurs I know kind of do away with the driver thing. At first, they were like, oh, yeah, I can send emails, blah, blah. But then they were like, no, man, man. So uh, people, we should take this question up to next week and then... Uh, also ask the, the sunflower oil, because that is also a thing now. What are you finding as alternatives? Um, and, you know, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Kwekunesta is saying, will the program be online for us to watch in case we can come over? We can't come over. Will it be online? We typically don't do it online, <laughs> but like, let's see. Let's see. Typically, we just want okay. people to come, right? Because right. we, we, we prepared. Um, Got you. Me and my, you know, lovely co, co, co MC, um, Augustine <laughs> also died. See hey. Yes. Well, I mean, she, she she didn't mention it. I know, she, I know, I know, I know. She's just being humble, you know, humble, humble. So Miss Alba, humble Harriet, yes, is <laughs> co-hosting I, I this am, event. I yes, am, yes, I yes, am, yes, definitely, yes. definitely, definitely. Um, you know, concluding. Thanks so much, Daria, from for being with us here on the show, chilling with us, and interacting with us because you know he's a busy man, truly businessman. People don't get him easy like that, too, and he. You know, uh, this episode will come out um, very quick. It will come up tomorrow on our YouTube channel. The podcast episode will come out this uh, Wednesday. 
So do make sure that you share it. It's still an opportunity to share it, share it, share it, share it, and have people to come to the Canadian Dream taking place this Friday. Um, in Amsterdam, uh, South, uh, you should come. If you're coming from UK, man, you're just 45 minutes away. Really, really. If you take the train and everything, you can just come down. Uh, Germany, Belgium, wherever you are listening from, make sure that you take part in this uh the Ghanaian Dream Diaspora Investment Forum. Um, and when it starts, it starts at 6 p.m. Do make sure that you're there on time uh, because I can see that, uh, you know, it's going to go on and be a full a mashed up place. Rounding up, Africa on Focus will return every Sunday from 7 p.m. with me and Donny Addison. Uh, make sure that you follow me on all the social platforms. Um, and I'm going to drag this question of the week onward. Uh, last one was the scariest movie that you watched. It got me to tears. It got me to crying. And even Donnie, who said he didn't have an Instagram account, looked at it. So I'm trying to find where he is. He sent me a message and I can't find him. He's one of those people that tries to avoid Instagram. Uh, where can people find you, uh, Terry? Uh, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what under name? Yeah, so at, at Terry Quissy. So it's just T-E-R-R-Q-U-A-S-I. It's either okay. Instagram, but also LinkedIn. Right, so right. Terry from. Yeah. Or People can connect email. to you on there and send a DM or whatever. That's basically yeah. all of that. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, to all of the listeners. Uh, we're rounding me. up Africa in focus. Um, we're rounding up with my song that is, you know, the blessed of God. And uh, as we're rounding up with that, you should take that blessed vibe throughout the rest of the week and make it a good one. I'm making a proper one. And uh, onward, uh, wishing you lots of love. Stay safe, stay loving, stay healthy. And of course, we will be meeting you next week, Sunday. Uh, Blessed of God by Nolly, collaborating with Maruzu. Thank you for listening to Africa on Focus. We air live every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Allah. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle. <laughs>